Well, hello and welcome to the latest edition of Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast, and this ongoing uh, series of posts discussing working from home during this coronavirus outbreak and some of the lessons that we can learn from from virtual teams and from the research that uh, that I've been undertaking this past few years, specifically looking at virtual teams. So um, in today's episode, I want to talk about flexibility. Now, what we're finding, what I'm observing at the moment, I guess, is a lot of businesses are moving from a conventional face-to-face, office-based working process where the expectation is that their personnel will attend the office between, let's say, nine to five, just for consistency of language. Their personnel will attend the office between nine to five. They sit at their desks, they do their work. End of the day, they go home. They have either flexible or prescribed lunch breaks and coffee breaks and tea breaks and so forth during the day. But fundamentally, there's an expectation that they will be in attendance from one start of the day to the end of the day um, and that their life during that time is under the control of their employer. Now, that works really well in a standard office environment and that's the way our societies really have evolved to work. Different cultures have different standards around the expectations of start times, finish times, um, lunch times and so forth. But, uh, but fundamentally, that same essential basic structure applies pretty well ubiquitously around most of the world for the kinds of jobs that are now moving from office-based to work from home. But, and this is where the but comes in, of course, to take a society where everybody is used to working or those who work in those office environments are used to working those hours, transplant those people to a work-from-home situation. If it was only one business doing it and if it was only one employee per household that was doing it, would probably still be reasonably feasible to do because realistically the only difference is where you attend work. You don't travel to an office, you maybe walk along to another room in your house, you may sit in the same room in your house, you may sit in your, in your kitchen at the breakfast table, you may sit wherever, wherever it is that you're going to do your work. But fundamentally, you're still doing the same routine in the same circumstances. Not anymore. Where we are right now, we've got, you've got families where the entire family is now locked up, work, well not locked up, but the entire family is now working from home and or confined to their home. So you've got both parents, potentially, if it's a, let's call it a nuclear family, it would be both parents. If there are any children, then the children are there as well, in many cases, because a lot of schools are closing, either because it's holiday season and Easter and whatever, or because there's been a decision made to close the schools to isolate the kids from, from one another and from any potential virus infections that may go around. Um, and you've got families where you've got relatives who may live in the same location as the as the as the working people and, and maybe working themselves, of course. Uh, you've got aging relatives, you've got uncles, aunts, brothers, sisters, extended family. Everybody is now 
or in some communities at least, everybody is now finding themselves working from home or locked away in their home environments. This is a completely different landscape to what our current working industrial environment was designed and has evolved into. And it needs to be reviewed in an ongoing basis to make sure that everybody is able to survive from both a physical and a mental and, a, and an economic perspective going forwards. So you shouldn't, in in the short term, as organisations are transferring from from a nine-to-five office-based model to everybody working from home, absolutely, there's there's a lot of sense in maintaining that structure and maintaining that that um, that working practice to give people a sense of of transition rather than suddenly going to a completely different approach to things. But I think increasingly, as we as we get used to this uh, this working from home on mass situation there will be a need for the individuals themselves and for the organisations for whom they work to actually review the expected working hours and the expected uh, delivery models and so forth for work that people are undertaking. So I'm I'm sort of envisaging a situation whereby for the first few weeks organisations will try and stick to notionally nine to five so first morning meeting on a monday nine o'clock in the morning everybody turns up if it was in your conventional business environment everyone would turn up in a meeting room or they'd all turn their desks to face one direction everyone sorry not their desks turn their chairs to face one direction everyone would have a conversation about what the plans were for the week then they'd go off and they'd do their jobs they'd have the various other meetings five o'clock each day pack their bags head home that's them done I can can imagine that that same situation, that same structure will carry forward for the next few weeks, maybe the next two or three weeks as organisations try and adapt to the work from home model. But increasingly as families have, have larger problems at home, larger questions at home they need to deal with, Uh, accessing and maintaining education for their children, supporting extended family members, supporting one another in a a home environment with a family, working around access to technology and access to space and access to people and so forth, it could start to get very quickly to the point where organisations need to look and rethink their models and rethink their working structures. Now, I could see... For instance, my, my thoughts would be at the moment that this could look something like the nine to five day suddenly becomes core hours of, let's say, 10 till 12 and then two till four. And during those four core hours are when the main large organizational repetitive meetings are held, because by the time it gets to 10 o'clock in the morning, most people would be able to have dealt with the early things they need to take care of. So getting the children up and ready, getting getting one another ready, checking in with family members, making sure everyone's okay, if necessary, going picking up groceries, d- dropping groceries off, whatever other things people need to do to support themselves and their families. Then from 10 till 12, let's say, there is a, there is a core hours working expectation when the majority of people should be expected to be available and accessible for, for large meetings. 12 till 2, lunchtime, any other errands that need to be run. 2 till 4, back into a core working hours model where 
where the expectation is that everybody will be around and will be accessible. Four till five, maybe a let's say a less formal, less high expectation model. So that, and then either end of ten o'clock and four o'clock, and with the twelve till two in the middle, flexible time for people to have informal and less large gathering type of meetings for discussions of what's going on. Um, similarly, of course, it may well be that for some people their life at home may mean that the most efficient and effective way for them to work would be for them to work late into the evening potentially rather than to work um, a normal sort of working day because they may have other things that they need to take care of. Given that their lives were structured around a particular model and if things change and things push them in different directions they need to be able to accommodate those things as well. So there's, there's a need really and where I'm going with this whole thing is there is a need for, as we move away from our office-based environment into a more almost entirely working from home environment, we really need to re-evaluate why and how we do what we do and make sure that what we do is flexible enough to provide the functions and facility that employees and individuals need to live a safe and healthy life while still providing the structure and input that an organisation needs to maintain its financial and structural viability into the future. And I think if both parties are able to embrace this and get on board, then there is there's a very good chance that at the end of it, the employees themselves will feel very happy with their employer. The employers will emerge from all of this with a much stronger business and a much more evolved business model and potentially we may start to see a lot more flexibility come into our broader working landscape. But that's something I may save for a, for a future episode of this podcast. So look, I'll close it off there. I hope everybody is keeping safe, looking after themselves, looking after their families, taking care of their mental well-being as much as their physical well-being. Um, I look forward to hearing any feedback anyone may have for any other subjects they might like me to, to consider for, this, for these posts and for these podcasts. And um, I'll close, as I have done the last couple of episodes, with a public service announcement from uh, to, 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 just to um, give people more awareness of what's going on. Take care of yourselves, everybody, and I look forward to speaking to you all soon. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. Thank you.